Loud and Proud Champions brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel and RD Credit Union. Coverage is also brought to you by Smith of Draw. You're probably sick of hearing me say that. More live reports over the whole weekend. Loads of action, loads of shocks, loads of theories. I have one big theory I'm going to get into now in episode 212 of the Loud and Proud podcast. It's the free podcast on your Sunday night. Let's go. But first, Oasis. Yes, so I kind of have a theory on it and it's it's just kind of been been stoked this past couple of weeks. Obviously, it's uh, it's one where the championship is. I think the championship is really good this year. I think it's really heating up. I think there's really good displays. I think it's very even. And I'm kind of focusing on even because I think, obviously, it's the first year without COVID uh, affecting build-ups, training, um, like. Lads obviously been affected by being isolated and being actually sick with COVID or the fear of being sick with COVID. So I think this year you're seeing that in the results. You're seeing full full lead-ins and panels getting well-trained throughout all together for a consistent long period of time. The standard is higher. The competitiveness is very, very much higher. Like, for example, the Pats beating the Blues. You know, that's a big, big, big result but it was born out of being on the training pitch, working hard for the past couple of months to beat the Blues. Similar to the Roach getting a win over the Sean and he's there working hard in that, to get over the line. But that that those shocks hasn't hadn't come up this past two seasons. There was always that differential between the two teams. There was no real shocks or team coming from nowhere. You know, it was always good panels working well, and oh, they should win. They expect the team to win one. You know, and this past couple of years, very much the top seeds in all every group was well predetermined beforehand. The second place team was always nearly beaten. Like this is across the three ga- grades in the quarterfinals. Very rare that a second place team beat a top seed, especially in senior anyway. That seemed to be deemed to be a formality because you had the, the groups were straight running, straight like it was nearly like the qualifying rounds of the Champions League it was just like right let's get through all this and then we get to the semi-finals finals for a bit of com- competitive action where the entertainment value might be high or might be low and look even you've seen teams that w- were beat like the likes of Glenn Emmett's beaten by Cooley but they were very very well organised and put it in they, were, they weren't that far away you look at even the Tones now getting a good proper run and they've, they've continued that form as well Um Glide as well, Toker going back up, but more so teams on that periphery where they were they were affected by that COVID issue of not being able to train. Now they're they're getting competitive, they're getting the their act together because there was no interruptions. Whereas you had big teams there, no bother, easy motivating factors to get them over the line, and there would have been no kind of variable because they would have been initially the better player. So now you're seeing maybe not so not so uh, maybe apparent that they're a better player or not, but they're actually winning or putting in results or they're putting in real obstacles and putting in big wins. Like, like the feck is just like rattling the jocks. You know, that's a team that worked consistently all winter to get up there. I mentioned the Pats already getting a win. And it's just, yeah, and then you have other games there like throwing spanners into works like that Geraldine's Matt McBride's group as well. You have league form goes out the window. Is there more now of a basis of a team? Are they just league league team? 
and the championship brings a different animal as well because there's no COVID. Like you wait all year for the championship. You play a league game all you want, but the championship is a different animal. And then we see that with zero effect of COVID, a proper training sessions the whole way through. And you have that now. You have like the championship means a lot more. Look at the Kevins, for example. Turn it on when it matters in the championship. The Ratleys in complete contrast. The clans, a championship team, get one over the line. You know that that's what I'm kind of getting at here, and I think it's made for. And then on top of that, you have the crowds. Crowds are on top of the game, adding a arousal level, adding to the players getting really up for it, making key decisions, feeling the pressure in the moment, uh, feeling the the roar of the crowd when when they can see the shitty goal or when it's not going their way, they have to dig in, they have to. Like the Blues, like that big momentous win last week against the the Moctis. Even this today, the the Pats were roared on. They were they had a they had a crowd behind them to give them that kind of little bit of energy to see them over the line when they were kind of waiting in that second half in in deep water and they got over the line. And just yeah, I just think it's all crescendo and lovely. You have more entertainment value. There's more shocks. There's more competitive. The standard is even... Like, you know what they say now in international football, there's no real easy games. When we used to go out and hammer Liechtenstein, every team now is more organised in international football and probably maybe Ireland aren't as good as they were. But even across all levels, across all grades, players are putting it in, they have put it in. They're doing their tactical work as well because they have the time allotted to them as well and they're obviously fit and strong as well and then they have a good league campaign in the back end as well and then county players are improved as well. So I think it's just made the makings of a really good championship um, and not only that but you have competitive games, games that could go either way and you're like, you're half right in the report and it swings the other way. So those swings of momentum, I just, I just think that's great. On the field of play itself, uh, so Bannon did the business this morning. They got the job done without playing overly well. They beat the Shawns to top uh, to come second in that group with Tor top. Lanlier beat the Anamin Row. Anamin Row was really kind of put it up to them. The, the score wasn't really a fair reflection of how competitive they were. Lanlier got the goals, three first half goals from um, Dara Malone, all with his so called weaker left foot. So he 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 was quite a good. Quite a good addition to get back from Dylan Riley this season, but also he's going to be really key because Pierce Hawkins got a straight red card. You already mentioned Jack Maguire going off injured. Ian Mulroy went off injured as well. So that's three midfield options. Malone went in midfield for the second half, and you know what? It could be a blessing in disguise. He gets in an awful lot of ball around there and doesn't have time to think, just making really snappy decisions, and he, he played rightly. The Westerns joined them. They go through having beaten Alamin and and then the Mitchells look red hot I'm going to be doing my power rankings during the week I'm going to have my red stars as well and I'm going to have a re-look at all the teams I picked the quick 15s and see how way off I was or how bang on the money I was as well and I'll tell you who was bang on the money Billy Smith with his predictions if you haven't listened to it it's really actually nice to hear Billy's story and, and the crack with him was very good but he got he nailed a majority of if not all bar the the Pats scuppered him but he, I think he got nearly all the predictions right um, so he I, he got the Mitchells getting winning high they knew what they had to do like a cricket team knowing what run tally they had to chase and they did so with the line kind of just getting over the line with the Piercy the Piercy did well Boiler again really good finish lovely stop slow composed finish gets them level after the half time but then Lloyd kicked six of the last scores just to, to ease themselves over the, over the line. A couple of nice footballers there. O'Shea Lynch, Ty Kelly, uh, Kellett, Jack McKeever, um, there's another chap I'm missing. 
Jared Burton Louis good chap as well but yeah they have a nice freshness about them Blythe um, they'll be there or thereabouts especially in the power rankings the Piercy are gone Dowdles Hill are gone the Knicks are gone we knew that but the Cahull and Gales are also gone the Malachies just edged them on score difference because the Cahull and Gales have just inflicted such a heavy defeat from the Tones um, big first half there 1-4 for, for um, Jordan Duffy as well for the Tones he got a good and then they ran in three late goals if Cullen Gales were thinking if their heads are straight maybe they couldn't you know yourself they would have packed the defence and just six points two goals shaved Trevor Walsh maybe doesn't get a goal or that it gives them a chance to, to be in the quarterfinals but now the Malachies are in there with their two point win over the Knicks Horg Moley and Roland McElroy showing leadership and, and skill as well to get over the line and beat the Knicks and see them into the quarterfinals so credit to the Mals it wasn't going the way but they stuck in there and, and got it so that draw is going to be tomorrow night Monday night if you're listening to, to, to this morning on Monday um, so it, it's Tohar Lanlear John Mitchells and the Tones all in the top pot and it's the Bannon they're going to be awkward the Westerns I think everyone is probably going to want the Westerns no disrespect and then Glyde is going to be awkward and then the Mals as well they're probably everyone else's second pick as well if you're after winning that top seed. And then you go to Intermediate, which was an absolute bloody disaster this Saturday. Absolute washout for those games. It was just unfortunate. Uh, never really f- failed to ignite in, in any of the games, really. Uh, although it was competitive enough between the Kilkerley Emmets and uh, the Dawkins Gardens. It was, it was lovely to be back doing Lou TV. Really enjoyed that. and Great, great crack just talking about games analysing games and putting your stamp on it as well and it wasn't actually a bad game to commentate on there's plenty of uh, things happening even at the end when a lot of players were losing losing or were picking up cards I should say uh, or losing men on the field uh, but Ireland just had enough just had enough uh, Dean Maguire was very sharp Carl Ferretter as well is the best I've seen him play <coughs> and Peter McStravick as well the three old kind of re- re- made a redemption performance for their, their kind of their malaise against Hunterstown. They'll have a say in the championship. Yeah, Kilkerley are out of the championship. The O'Connells are out of the championship. The Oliver Plunkett's are out of the championship. And the Rattleys are out of the championship. Like, that is some shock for them all to be in a relegation playoff. It'll be the Ra- Sorry, yeah, it'll be the Rattleys will take on um, Kilkerley and then two Maroon teams. The Plunkett's and the O'Connells go against each other. But that that was that was the game that felt the most of the effect of the washout in Stamanen. Kevin's just doing what they do, just being steady, being composed. We kind of hinted at that in the, in the champ pod, the preview beforehand, with Peter Dooley, that they would set up and no way would they going to let the rallies run amok like they did in the league. So they did, got their homework done, did the business and topped the table to Kevin's. Quite convincing, without really getting, setting the world alight and getting people on their case that they, they could be a winner. But as we do my power rankings during the week, and we Red Stars too. Continue to send them in if you're listening to this on the Monday as well. Glenlam is still the business. They stayed up. They'll be playing intermediate quarterfinal football for the first time in the club's long, long, long history. It's in 1886, I think they were founded. And yeah, they did the business over the local neighbours. It looked like the Plunkers would, had done enough. They, they really roared back in that second half through Connor Early. 
they led by one they could have led by more Conor Rarity has two chances after that to kind of turn the screw but he just left the door jar slightly for Ronan Grufford to come off the bench and boom over from the wing and then um, Conor Grimes gets a score having missed five opportunities beforehand and credit to him he was, he was, he was excellent um, got them three first three scores of the game Conor and it's just yes big big win they put a lot of work in there they didn't have to get the reward this season the Mahonies as well Terry Kelly was the man they got over the O'Connells in a wash out and they'll tell 10-5 double scores the Mahonies haven't gone away you know they'll be there thereabouts and so in the pot for the Monday night you have the Kevins as top seed Cooley Roach Emmets and Hunterstown Rovers, like, Jesus, these teams are really, you know, I'm talking about COVID and being even and no COVID ever an even or a championship. This is like wide open. It's full of colour, it's full of systems, full of good players, full of good, uh, colourful characters on the line as well. Because you have the the clans, you have the Glen Emmets, the Mahonies and the Ireland, like four teams, three and off teams, and then the plucky Glen Emmets. Like, you just don't want to face as a top seed you're at the top in your group you want to kind of soft the straw you could have it more so than any other year like this year you could have a lot of second seeds find themselves into the semi-final which hasn't been the case hasn't been the case especially and definitely not in the past two seasons and then you go to Sunday to the, to the senior championship and it was just um, a virtuoso performance from um, Kieran McArdle on the first day out in RD. Um, he just like the, to be fair to the brides they probably shouldn't have won up by more they missed so many frees in the first half and only for Liam Flynn opportunist really hit like he's had a great championship despite losing two games for Matt Rangers he's quick to react and finish off that goal chance just before half time to give uh, Mark an unlikely lead and then in the second half to just drop free after free short, uh, short into Stephen Smith's chest and and kept Mark in the game Mark pushed on and a red card spins things around and James Carr sees the line and then McArdle just opens up gets a great goal Stephen High runs along flicks it through McArdle in those positions in those situations always finishes and finds the target well more than likely does and the game just opened up for him to do so today and uh, credit to him yeah it was a good win for the Brides and they'll be awkward as well they will be awkward for uh, any team that's topped the group you know I'll get to those two teams that topped the group in a second but the, the Jairs topped that group with two and yeah it was just yeah it was one of those days for Mark that they'll re- regret and just have to focus now because they'll be playing the Dreadnoughts in the relegation playoff uh, once again two years on from their clash in Darver and then you have possibly probably the biggest shock of the championship that the Moctis will be playing relegation playoff football in two weeks time the 17th that weekend the 17th I think it was maybe Kevin Riley said it on the podcast they might get out of the group maybe I won't I, hope, well, I might not remind them of that but yeah the the Pats did the business today on the Blues they were very good they were very good there'll be a lot of Red Star nominees but they were they were decisive in their play they were strong they were physical they put it up to the Blues the Blues couldn't really get going they were leggy like they were probably still feeling the come down from that big win last week that second half performance against the Mockers but they just weren't at it today they tried to bring on Colin George for his first 
appearance of the season. Robert Carr gets a goal to get right back into the point, but they had enough for cushion the pats to get over the line, and that's a great win for them because they've, they've been there, they've been knocking on the door this past couple of seasons. Very unlucky in the groups to have been getting, but yeah, I'll be talking about them more in the Red Stars and especially in the power rankings as well. Uh, who else? Where we go? Yes, the Dreadnoughts and the Nave Martin. This is a funny old game. This was a stagnant sort of a game. It was. It was very much structured sort of a game. Maybe that's just the Martins' approach. Five points in the first half from Sam, five in the second. Uh, never without ever really opening up. And they were slightly troubled when uh, Dave Hughes got the goal to make it a one-point game. They got one-two to no reply after half-time to make it a one-point game. But then Sam hits his eighth, ninth and tenth point of the game just to ease the Martins back into control of things and get over the line they go top the Feckins were half sweating and say that the Dreadnoughts were going to pull it off um, but they'll be in the pot for second place so <clears throat> you have the Martins the Jairs the Blues and RD in the top seeds and then obviously the Joes and the Gales have to play a Monday night um, to see who goes through there and then you have the Pats the Brides and the Feckins in the, uh, yeah, they're the last two 2020-2021 intermediate champions in the pot with the Pats back in the quarterfinals for the first time uh, since 2020 as well so yeah very 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 competitive the draws will be made Monday night after that Joe's uh, Gales game so very interested to see who gets who who gets the draws and is there going to be an entertainment factor as well hopefully there is I'm really looking forward to it I'm um, looking forward to that game tomorrow night actually as well between the, the, the Joes and the Gales. We've got really good performances past couple of Monday nights. I think it adds to it for some reason the night and they're like maybe those Sunday ga- Sunday games and then those washouts on a Saturday afternoon noon make for like not the kind of real riveting stuff that you get on the lights. Maybe I think that well that's just me anyway. Um, that's it. That is all. I have to say, commiserations all the teams are knocked out of the championship, especially in junior. That's the last game of the year for some. And then also, you have yeah, the, yeah, the senior teams, that are, the intermediate teams that are out of the championship but still have to focus, still have to knuckle down and not find themselves relegated. So there's that element to it as well. And then you have the, the eight teams in both um, championships, intermediate and senior. <coughs> They've had a They've had their, they've done the homework. They're ready to go. They'll have a week break, a weekend off next weekend. Getting ready to ramp up. Probably do the hard training this week. Get ready to go for that quarter final. Looking for the draw tomorrow to focus things even more. Um, championship really hotting up. Really exciting. I'm enjoying it. I hope you are too. Thanks for signing up and listening and added to the coverage even further by listening and getting uh, previews and insights and ballsy predictions from Billy, who's who was electric. He was a good guest as well. Um, but that's it, yeah. So send in your Red Stars, listen to the Red Star podcast as well. I'm going to have a Power Rankings podcast too, maybe with a guest, where we rank all the power, the, the top eight in each and every championship that's left. Who's going to win it out? But um, yeah, a few shocks a weekend. Love a shock. Can't beat a shock. But that's it. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks to Smith to Draw, the Defy Sports Apparel and RD Credit Union. Good luck, bye-bye, and thanks. Loud and Proud Champ Pods brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel and RD Credit Union.